This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Faw, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Brett of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel. This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Sir Ryan of House Terbush, Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler, Lord Paramount of Skagos Island, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current master of coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight, Fist of the Dragon, Maker of Gains, Co-Lord of the White Claw. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful, Stealer of Hearts, Bandit of Time, Hero of Shreve, Picker of Bones, and Co-Lord of the White Claw. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Tyrion 10 of A Clash of Kings, and in our Maester's Study, we will be discussing... Alicent Hightower. Mm-hmm. As it is 2021. We made it. Guys, we made it. We're in 2021. 2020 is over. Here's hoping it's a better year. Here's not hoping that 2020 was Joffrey and 2021 is Ramsey. Okay? Yeah. That's what we're hoping. Um... And I'm excited. Why am I excited as? Because 2021 is the year of the buildup of uh, House of the Dragon. Yep. And 2021 might be the year that we get Winds of Winter, baby. Wow. You know why? It's a new year. It's time to restart yeah. the will we get Winds of Winter in 2021. Vegas odds, they're betting. Okay, it's a new year, it's a new chance, and I'm saying the same thing I've said for the past five years, you betcha. Wow. Wow, <laughs> you've lost every year until this year. <laughs> so this is Matt's year, this is our year to hopefully, you know, uh, hey. get one right concerning winds of winter. Wow. Hey, Cleveland Browns fans have been saying, we're going to make the playoffs for about the past 20 years, okay? And this looks like it's going to be the year, all right? right so right. let's go, okay? Yeah. Sooner or later, it will happen. 2021, I'm calling it right here, right now. As you look like you, uh, for those of you who are watching on Patreon, but you do have the option to watch the uh, full podcast on as you look like you're at a press conference over there, man, with your, you, hey. you got two, you literally have, you have two microphones in front of you. You've changed your background right. and it's, right. it's clean. It looks like you're standing at a podium about to give some sort of presidential decree. Yeah. Well, uh, again, we've added to the titles, um, picker of bones. So I'm going to get into a bone. I need to pick, uh, with the, 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 with they, I don't know who they are, but I'm going to pick this bone with them. Um, first of all, also happy Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, excited, excited for, for for 2021. But yeah, I've I've got like I'm running a little test up here. I've got some some I'm going double microphone. Okay, uh, just upgraded some new equipment. You know, the holidays were good. I I ended up uh, upgrading over here, and I'm testing it out. Last thing I want to do is. Yet some people are gonna be like, does Sir, does Sir Ezra literally have two of those mics and then like the arm stands and the whole mm -hmm. thing? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, I, I have all this He's stuff. Got, Why? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. He has he has two microphones, two microphone arms, two white claws. He's doubling up. Twenty twenty one. Actually, it's, I, the, it's it's the year to it's the year to double up. I yeah. doubled up in twenty twenty. Okay. 
did I didn't get two microphones or two microphone stands, but I did get two chins. So 2021 is the year. <laughs> get back uh, on track, okay? Yeah, so. yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah, no. So yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we all get back on track. That is true, by the way. Uh maker of gains. We are that is that is gonna be this year, man. I'm telling you right now. I'm I am stoked. Uh we we are released we chose to release this on um the first, you know, just to kind of, oh my lord, Matt is Matt, Matt is losing it over there. Was that? Are, is that a shot of vodka you just had? What did you just have over there? <laughs> that was water, man. I just uh, holy smoke. That was normally I drink White Claw. It is water, actually. <laughs> okay, okay, sure, sure. Oh god, <laughs> it went down the uh, wrong pipe there, you know. So. That's funny. It's like you're imitating me from from uh, the, the previous night. Uh, by the way, I'm, we're actually recording this. What's kind of funny about this to me is that we're releasing this on the first. But yet, I I know when folks it's, listen to this on the first, I will be passed out, out, out cold. And I'm just hoping that I turned the Zoom off. You know, when I did the Bannerman kind of, uh, we did a Patreon uh, hangout, right. and hopefully, hopefully that went well. Um, right. So I will say. Um, I at work today. We found out, hey, we are getting, and we're we're gonna take. We might take a little bit more time to get into this uh, today, guys. Just, just so, fine. You, so you know, it's a new year. It's a new year. <clears throat> at work, they said, hey, they they offered everybody because I do work in a healthcare setting, the COVID vaccine. So I am getting it. So I'm excited. Um, I will say, Lady Teresa got it. Uh, cause she's a nurse. So she, she got it before just about anybody. Um, she said, she, you know, cause some people have been kind of afraid of it or whatever. Um, she, no, nothing weird, nothing going on with, mm -hmm. you know, the way she feels or anything like that. I will say our Wi-Fi is about 10 times better. I don't know if there's a yeah. correlation, uh, you know, uh -huh. with, with that, but I'm just thinking, man, if I get it, Man, our 5G could be like really good. Like yeah. Get that double. <laughs> get that double. <laughs> get good. So, oh, yeah. gosh. That's perfect. We need it for all the uploading we're doing on YouTube. Seriously. So, I so. mean, get, get, get the double, the double dose if you can. Mm -hmm. um, double up. That's the motto for this year. Double up, man. Dub double well, up. Maybe we'll get Winds of Winter and we'll get Fire and Blood Part 2, or maybe we'll get Dunkin' Egg. Next what? Dunkin' Egg. Wouldn't it be crazy if this was just the year where just you, you, you're everything. getting like a double portion of everything? You know, it's like, look, we're making up for 2020, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, except for yeah, we want those portions to be controlled, good portion size, like control. You know, yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that was oh my, my problem. I think that was my problem in 2020. Yeah, man. <laughs> That, that was like, hey, actually, for for us, we're going down a portion. All right, we were at triple portion. Going down <laughs> yeah, a portion. Uh, the rest of the days, we used to say, uh, you know, Rhaegar, you know, used to read all those hey, books and say it's time to put down the sword. I think for me, yeah, time to put down the fork. So, all right. Ah, <laughs> uh, it is a new year. This is this is fun. This is exciting. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I, I I hope all. I'm hoping everyone else is doing well. I hope people have set their New Year's you know re resolutions. Um, I hope that resolution includes sending in a raven with your theory on whether it's Winds of Winter or Fire and Blood, whatever it may be. Send that in to us. We have a really good raven today with some pr uh, predictions on Fire and Blood, so I'm excited for that and uh, looking forward to continuing that discussion because we know that production is moving forward and we've got casting uh, announcements. We've got some really, really cool stuff happening there. So that's, that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, yeah. Whoa. I'm trying to think anything else we got to cover before we, you know, <clears throat> we, we get into this man. I mean, Oh, but yeah, again, so uh, th yeah, that with the, the zoom hangouts are going to continue. I'm having so much fun with that. Um, and we're, we're turning some of them into recordings. We're, we're getting some good, uh, you know, some good conversations going. That whole conversation that we had with Lady Adrian was based out of a, a Zoom conversation. Uh, ended up being that uh, Sir Ezra wasn't entirely sober for that conversation. But that I, is, I listened to it correct, later. That's correct, and that's fine. <laughs> I listened to it later, and it was, pretty, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. So by pretty good, I mean it was really good because it was, it was Lady Adrian. Uh, guiding us, taking us uh, back in time, and making connections to Song of Ice and Fire. So it's fantastic. 
All right, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Real, hey, real quick, before we move yeah. on here, there's a couple. We got a couple messages on on Patreon, and I just wanted to uh, to say something. Um, we got one. Um, I won't. I don't. I won't say their names. But guys, just so you know, uh, if you like, because you know how some we people like make up names like we do sir matt sir yeah, Ezra, yeah, whatever yeah 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 the, the tiers are they're just tiers like we will we refer to you as whatever like if you jump into like the night's watch tier it's really you're there so you get the perks if you don't we don't you know you're not no like you are sir you matt. are actually in the night's watch but if you no. don't want to be you know theoretically you know you're not you, you don't technically have like it's not a you it's not a you're locked in no, Matt, a... listen to me. If, okay, I, well, if I catch people uh, in that tier, you know, having having oh marriages and children and fathering children, I am going to be pissed. Okay. Okay. So okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, no, good point. Good point. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. And then somebody else sent us one. Um, oh, man. I uh, It was it. So this is what happens is we get so many and they get lost. And, they, and he literally has sent it to us a couple of times here. So. Um, I will find it, but somebody sent us a message and, um, they were looking for a, uh, a knighting ceremony. Um, okay. so if you just email us back and there's anything specific that you want us to say, we can yeah. do that. Um, yeah. otherwise we do just have like our generic kind of thing and we play some music and it's kind of cool. Um, yeah. and so we can, we can do that as well. So you, I think they had sent us a message saying, Hey, like, is there anything specific I need to do? So you, um, and I have it here, but we have literally hundreds of emails, and I, I try to go and clean it out. I, and so I'm yeah. sure it's, I think there's a patron message as well on it. But just so you guys know, for those people that do want that or whatever, you just send us whatever it is you want, and we can try to make it happen. You know what, though? We might get a little bit more uh, – what's the word? We, we might have to go through a, a better vetting process, okay, on who we're wow. knighting. All right, because I might need somebody to fill out like a questionnaire because I mean after the the you know the the Blackwater they're just knighting everybody, dude. They're just out it's there. True. It's just like you know what? Let's just give away. I want to <clears> know what you did to earn your knighthood. Okay, so yeah, maybe I need folks to tell me that, and then I can talk about the things that you've done and why you have. I mean, it takes a knight to make a knight. Okay, it does. Only a knight <laughs> can make a knight. That's right. So, but. We'll still knight you. Just <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty, yeah. <laughs> well, we are knights. We can we can do whatever. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, oh, I, oh, I could just do it. I mean, yeah, we can. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't. I'll just say the words. It's just done. You know, like like right. Sir Arlen, man. I mean, I'll just I'll just say, and, and Matt's my witness. You know, when when I knight you, he witnessed it. Okay. See, that was mm-hmm. Dunk's problem. You know, Sir Duncan the Tall. His problem was that, well, who, who you know, do we just take him at his word? I mean, he just you know, yes. is he actually knighted? Is he, he is actually knighted? knighted? Yes, he right. is. Yeah, he is. How dare I? How dare I question that? that, was, that was, it's pretty ridiculous. That was a dishonorable honest. thing for me to do. But um, I don't know. I just feel like I got some more bones to pick. All right. Uh, <sighs> All right, man. That's cool, hey, though. Let's, yeah. um, let me just move over here. Let's just real, real quick here. Um, I just wanted to see. I, it's been a while since we checked. Uh, Gurr has not said anything on Winds of Winter. But the Winds of Winter watch is beginning because it's the beginning of the year, okay? Last yeah. year, I think it was like June or July when he said, it's not happening this year, guys. Well, this year might be the year. You know, gosh, yeah, I didn't think about it in time. And I know, again, this, you guys are listening to this on January 1st. It's just uh, you know, we, we, we recorded the day before. So what if he we're announces still... it in between the time that we record this? That's what I'm saying. We post it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, I... On January 1st, he says... It's out. It's, it's coming. This it's year. coming. <laughs> well, uh, I, what I was even thinking too is, uh, why didn't I hit him up and get him in the in the Bannerman Zoom chat? You know, is his Wi-Fi good enough out there? Do you think he could hop in and say hi? Uh, I don't the, know. One, well, once I get the once I get the the vaccine, I, I think I'm just a walking Wi-Fi, so I could just go out there and yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. I don't know if he just. I'm just thinking if he needs encouragement, we're or here for him. I'm, I'm down to encourage him to just to keep writing finish it up it's gonna be fine he's revising he's rewriting all of that sounds good to me and you know what that's the other thing by the way i got i got you know what let's pick a few bones here people used to get you haven't read the winds of winter chapters yet no he's changed them guess what he's changed them okay so you haven't read them either (laughs) actually i have read them all now but i remember back in the day when i when we first started 
how dare I not have read those? Well, how about, you know what? It's not finished. Okay. So mm-hmm. anyways, I mean, it still is fun. I'm totally just teasing and I totally did go read them. Um, and I want him to, you know, release the revisions. <laughs> What'd you revise George? Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, guys. Let's move on over to our Maester's study. So um, we actually have a, a casting announcement for this one. This is one of those ones we saw Matt Smith um, uh, and we saw Rhaenerys Targaryen. And so now we actually have Alicent Hightower. Um, and so this is a character that is going to be obviously – I mean, key uh, to <laughs> to this upcoming to this upcoming show. Um, I believe what is her name as? Do you have it pulled up there? It's a, like Olivia Stone, I think. Uh, I don't, but I can pull it up for you, buddy. Thanks, yeah. I appreciate it. Sorry. Um, right. So, uh, so we're gonna talk a little bit Alicent here. Um, she's obviously you know the head of a faction, and then you have uh, Rainey's Targaryen on the other side. Um, so Alicent arrives at the court of King Jaehaerys the first Targaryen in King's Landing when she was 13 years old. That's 101 AC. Uh, when her father, Sir Otto Hightower, was named Hand of the King, Alicent becomes the constant companion of the old king whose health was failing. She fetches his meals, helps him wash and dress, and reads to him. In the end, uh, King Jaehaerys sometimes mistook her um, for... His daughter, Sierra Targaryen. Jaehaerys eventually dies in 103 while Alicent is reading to him. That should be interesting in itself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alicent stays at the court and her father continues to occupy the position as hand under Jaehaerys' grandson and successor, King Viserys I Targaryen. Already early in the reign of Viserys, Sir Otto and Prince Daemon Targaryen are at odds with each other. And the court full mushrooms suggests that the quarrel between the two men begins when Damon deflowered Alicent. The truths of these tales have never been uncovered. So obviously we know later that Emma Aaron, as we talked about last time, ends up dying and she marries Viserys Targaryen. So maybe uh, the actress who's playing her um is looks like she's probably i don't know how old she is but uh, and that is olivia cook by the way olivia cook sorry not olivia yep. stone um yep and so you know do you start you start maybe here a little bit i mean so she's 13 and 101 um king uh king jaharis dies at 103 so maybe that's where maybe you end season one and then Viserys becomes king. Maybe they kind of slide some things around a little bit. Um, and so, I mean, it is interesting that she is there when Jaehaerys dies and then later moves on to become queen. You know, is she a Cersei? Is she a Marjorie? Well, <clears throat> let me tell you. Uh, so for, first and foremost, I think Otto Hightower should be investigated because the high towers have literally just snuck their way in and he is doing whatever he can. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Like how often they are able to stay in or around power. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. And the high towers are like master players of this game. You know, they don't need to, it's almost like they don't need to rule from the throne, but just right to the side of it or right behind it or whatever. And he, like, House Hightower is really good at that. And Allison is learning from her father, Serato. So she gets there early on. You know that uh, with Jaharis and the things that were going on there, there's a lot of different um, rumors and speculation about, you know, maybe what was happening or what wasn't happening between her and the old king and all of that. And, and did that win her some more favor? Did that get, gain her better standing at court and all of that? Uh, is I would say yes. That's that's the case. Now, the whole Damon thing, you know, again, mushroom throwing that, that wrench in there that possibly he deflowered her and so on. Uh, I don't know. You know, I go back and forth on, on who to trust. It's like sometimes m- mushroom seems re- like reliable. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, our maester or septon is, is more reliable. So... That is, uh, I go back and forth on on that, um, but it's interesting. It definitely, it's it, it's interesting, and I think that's where the show can have some fun and kind of, you know, uh, 
decide what to show us and what not to show us and from whose perspective, you know, a door slams, somebody comes out, there was yelling, there was shouting, we don't actually know what happened, and then out walks Mushroom. <laughs> You know, he, mm-hmm. like, as if he knew. Uh, and so it's like, okay, do we is, is his telling the, the, the true telling or whatnot? I mean, is is it would be interesting. But no, Allison is is really um is really interesting. And she's she's been around for a long time. She's been at court for a long time, and that's what makes her future struggle with Rhaenyra so interesting, is that she has been in and or around this uh, quite a bit. And Serato almost overplays his hand, and I mean he does get really upset with Damon, and it is one of the reasons why he's sent away. And how strong is kind of you know repositioned by Viserys into into a position of power. So, um, but it's all good. He 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 has his daughter right there. Later on, we're going to talk about her marriage uh, in part two of this. We're going to come back and talk about her marriage to King Viserys. Um, so she's taking care of the old king, well, and then she she takes care of the new king too. All right, so well, and she might take care of the the guy who wants to be the king. She might, and, uh, I, and Damon. According to Mushroom, I, 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 yeah, I, I will. I'll I'll actually I'll actually say right now that I think that in the show that will have happened because it yeah. then gives you another angle. Um, and again, one of the things we're talking about is how much content do they really have here? Um, right. You know how many seasons? Yeah, there. If Damon, if Prince Damon Targaryen did, you know, get with her, um, and possibly they had a little love interest, well, that is something that you can, you know, that that gives you tons of drama to play with on TV when yeah. he then goes with, you know, Rhaenyra, and then yes. there are these rival factions, and you know, then it maybe Rhaenyra doesn't know that it comes out, you know, there's a That's lot a of point. stuff. You, there's a lot yes. of stuff. You, so I think they will in the show. Um, and I like that. I I like this uh, in in the in the in the sense that because it's an outline, you can go with it in the show however you want and still have it fit, and right. it's not as this is the way it is. Because even you know even in this story, it's constantly debated as if our narrator is even reliable. That's right. In, the st- in the stuff we get um, from the Maester Maester Yandel writing it in the World of Ice and Fire. And Mushroom, who both have conflicting tales. So we don't even know as a reader if it's correct or not. And yeah. so yeah. Um, I think obviously a lot of the, the points are going to be there and we're going to see them. But a lot of these things where it's like, well, it's said here, the show can go whatever way it wants. And then if you don't like yeah. it, you don't necessarily have to believe that it's canon. Yeah, you could. When that's what I'm saying, they could leave it up to. Because still, like my example, and I don't know why I've been thinking about this, but like. Whether you're reading about it or you see it in the show, something happens inside of a bedchamber, right, in a room, which is a lot of times what Mushroom is talking to us about. He's very crude and talking about things that went down, relationships and stuff, uh, drama. And all we see as the audience, what builds suspense is we see, let's say, Allison Hightower storm out of a room or Damon uh, Targaryen storm out of a room and Mushroom happened to be walking around the corner. He heard the same thing or was he in the room? Are there secret passages where in which he heard this stuff as well? Um, so then you're right. You, you can kind of say, well, I still believe this happened or this happened. Like they're going to answer some questions and leave some questions still uh, open-ended and and leave us guessing and asking more about that, which is, which is great. But I like the idea that uh, there is something pre-King Viserys and maybe even Allison is into it. You know, maybe she she was uh, was okay with this relationship uh, with with Damon. I don't I don't really know. Um, I I think Sir Otto Hightower is not. Maybe she tries to go out on her own. I think he knows that Damon is not going to be in a position of power. He totally can see that and sees that no, by staying with Viserys and close to him, you're good. You're not going to go with the second son. You're going to go with the firstborn son, King Viserys, next in line. Um, and we're going to wait because he was married, right? So that's the thing. Viserys has a wife, uh, Emma Aaron first. So Otto is playing, Sir Otto, her father, Sir Otto Hightower is playing the long game here saying, let's hold on. Let's wait a second. Not that, I mean, I guess you could argue, did he know she was going to die, you know, in childbirth, all this kind of stuff. I don't know, you know, I, but, but still why, you know, let her go to Damon Targaryen. I don't know. I think it's. It'll be interesting to see what they do with with that little bit of speculation and rumor. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. Awesome. All right, and we'll come back and we'll continue uh, 
getting through her story uh, as we continue this kind of quest to uncover all of these things that we're probably going to see in House of the Dragon. Okay, as let's move on over to the reread today. Uh, we're in Tyrion 10. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the whole summary. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Hey, and actually, before you do that, though, I just as we start the reread, I, I just want to kind of celebrate again with everyone. So I'm going to open up this uh, Peppermint Patty Seltzer, if that's okay with everybody. Yeah, right, All right. Get it. Get Double mic it. Oh, it man. I, 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 already, I already cracked uh, her open, but I'm sorry. Wow. But. It's I've never party. had this. I've never had this, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. It's oh my God. terrible. <laughs> it's I told Matt. So are, like, you, are you are you doing are you doing a well again, you will be listening to this on New Year's Day. Yeah. So So Sir Ezra knows? will be passed out. <laughs> so are you doing a New Year's Eve oh, yeah. celebration? Zoom oh yeah. Hangout? Okay. Oh I'm, yeah. I, I can join in. I'm gonna be out. I'm going on vacation to the coast. Oh yeah. Actually, also yeah. our our um our buddy Lane from an unexpected podcast. I invited him as well. I'm inviting. So yeah, I'm inviting everybody to this. Bad we're gonna boy. be so, so we're setting fireworks off on the beach. Well, that's fine. I'll be setting fireworks off in my apartment. Okay. So <laughs> like, people know how yeah. these Zoom chats go. I mean, I and I speaking, and, and speaking yeah. of Zoom hangouts. We might have to do two next month because I kind of, I kind of, I'm going to be in Mexico for a week, and I kind of want to uh, do one from Mexico. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm down that for way, that. Yeah, because because every time we do one, we're always like, well, we've got people in Australia and the United Kingdom. I mean, I guess right. Ireland, whatever, right. it's the same place. Uh, oh and then, my! <laughs> yeah. well, like, hey, let's Lady add Mexico Becky. On the list. Oh no! Yeah, we'll no, literally no. have yeah. all of North America. It'd be great. Yeah, no, hey, that'd be great. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, all of North America. <laughs> oh gosh, no, that'll be fun. Uh, uh, they are a lot of fun, and I'm really hoping that folks will start to to join in there. And so, yeah, if as you're listening to this, just know that at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Sir Ezra started this bad boy, and it was just Bannerman. By 9 p.m., I let everybody in. It is just going to be an absolute free for all. Okay, and I cannot wait because 2020 has been so nuts. I want to shut it down the right way, okay? Let's go. So hopefully you guys were there and you made it and you're listening uh, to me, you know. And I sound, uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to tweet out like an update <laughs> for people like during the day. Like Sir Ezra is is okay. It's fine. Don't worry. Mm, okay. But yeah. All right. Let's move on to the reread. Um, I'm gonna read the whole summary here. Tyrion learns from Lancel that the queen intends to hide Tommen away at Rosby under the care of Lord Giles. He is disturbed that Varys has not learned of this or decided not to inform him. Later, Tyrion has Bronn deliver word to Sir Jocelyn Bywater, commanding him to take 50 men and capture Lord Giles' party and to expel the garrison and keep Tommen safe at Rosby. He does not want Lord Rosby hurt, nor any killing done in front of Tommen. For this, Sir Jocelyn will earn a lordship. Bronn offers to do the job instead if there is a lordship in it for him, but Tyrion refuses, privately noting that the Bywater's men will defend Tommen, whereas Bronn's are more likely to sell Tommen to the crown's enemies uh, if the coming battle goes against them. Tyrion then sets out to uh, Shataya's brothel, but then abandons his patience and rides directly to the manse near the Iron Gate. He finds Shay listening to a singer and has the man expelled and sworn to silence. When one of the begging brothers appears, Shay recognizes him as Lord Varys. The spider informs Tyrion that Storm's end has fallen and that Stannis will soon be marching on King's Landing. Tyrion bids Varys to wait at the stables while he talks to Shay. Once alone, Shay asks Tyrion to make her his lady in court and even suggests he kills Cersei. But Tyrion tells her, the man who kills his own blood is cursed forever in the sight of gods and men. When Tyrion proposes to take her to the Red Keep and hide her in the kitchens, Shay balks and mocks him for being afraid of his father. Tyrion slaps her in the face, telling her, telling her never to mock him again. Feeling remorseful, he tells her the story of Taisha and his father's wrath. He departs to meet Varys at the stables, and the eunuch suggests that Shay be placed as a maidservant to Lady Tanda's daughter, Lollies. 
Shay would then be able to access the Tower of the Hand through a secret passage, which Tyrion is surprised to learn exists. Varys then attempts to tell Tyrion how Sir Courtney died, and when he suggests it was magic, Tyrion disbelieves him. Varys recounts the story of how he came to be a eunuch, that he was a member of a mummer's troop, and that one day a mirror, um, in mirror, a captain man brought Varys from his master, um, bought Varys from his master. The sorcerer castrated Varys and burned the parts, creating a blue flame from which a voice spoke in a language he didn't comprehend. Varys claims he has hated magic since that day, and he means to see Stannis dead if the man practices magic. Tyrion is somewhat skeptical, believing it more likely that Stannis has hired a skilled assassin from the Free Cities, musing on how he used to dream of being rich enough one day to hire a faceless man to kill his sister. Tyrion's greater concern is that Stannis is now bringing his army to bear against King's Landing, and he is the only one standing in the way of Stannis' victory. With the city's people's, uh, people's hatred for House Lannister and himself in particular at its highest, defeating Stannis seems unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot um, in this chapter as... Uh, it's it's a really good Tyrion chapter um, because you do get to you get you get a full range of like emotion of Tyrion and a full range of skillfulness as 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 a tactician right and and you get to see there's a lot Tyrion's dealing with I mean I mean right now he's he's got he's got he's got his sister to deal with he's got Varys and he's got all of these people he's trying to keep Shay safe. Um, and Stannis is marching, and he's the only one that can do anything about it. His dad's mm-hmm. not there. Jamie's yep. not there. Cersei's not uh, really capable. Um, just at this moment, I would say Cersei's not capable. I totally believe she is uh, capable in other in other in situations. But she's dealing with Joffrey being king, and she's mm-hmm. scared, and they just sent off. And so um, we don't see enough of Cersei to really know what's going through her mind right now. Um so it's really cool. I mean, Tyrion's running the show, and he's just, yes, yeah. you know, flying by the, you know, the, by the, <laughs> the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. Well, and, it, and here's the thing. So, I mean, Cersei definitely is worried. She's worried that they're not going to. That this is this is going to go bad. This could go wrong. Uh, and she makes a good move. She makes a good move in sending uh, her son away from this fighting. So Tommen is is removed. Uh, separated from Joffrey, so even if the city is taken, you still have, as Tyrion points this out, another claimant, so that that Stannis would have to deal with, and that's a good thing. Uh, but he is he is worried that Rosby would maybe, if he sieged or something, might give in too quickly, and they could quickly move down uh, to his keep and take Tommen. So we're going to send Bronn and his men, and or Bywater, um, and offer Bywater a lord a, a lordship. So that's cool. It's all that's that's sort of a a, a good move. Um, and then yeah, this is desperate. Uh, there's a couple big things in this. One thing I want to point out, major takeaway is that because this is this is foreshadowing for what happens later with Tyrion and his trial and things like that. He mentions killing Cersei a couple of times, <laughs> mm-hmm. offhandedly uh, mm-hmm. to different people, and you, you you'll hear him kind of do that because he's just sort of like. But then at the same time, he'll say. It would never do that. I mean, you, you don't kill your own family. That that, that that man is accursed and so on and whatever. So it's just these idle... It's almost like he's being sarcastic uh, when he's talking about hiring a faceless man to kill Cersei. Things he used to dream about when he was younger. Uh, you know, whatever. But, you know, when, he, when you're on trial for potentially murdering Joffrey, uh, that can hurt you. That can hurt you. And he's already said a bunch of bad things about Joffrey. So... That, that, that was something that was interest, interesting that stood out to me. And then his... Shay, then Shay. The way Shay reacts to his story should have told him a lot more, I think. It's very interesting. It's a shocking thing that he reveals to her. Um, who is Shay? What is Shay up to? What is she about? He catches her kind of in a lie. Well, it, you know, is it a lie that her father made her work in his kitchens and also made her his whore and all of that kind of stuff. What thing is true? What thing is not true? Are they all true? Um, is she just playing at some game? Is she secretly from house Dorne? Is she there to totally mess with the Lannisters and it just doesn't go 
uh, the right way. I don't know. You know, there, there's all sorts of stuff. I love to hear people's speculation on who Shay is. But, but yeah, she, um, I don't know. You know, what is she about? I mean, what is her whole, what is her whole thing? She wants to be yeah, close you know. to him, <clears throat> but... I thought it was. In, I actually kind of forgot that she she, she suggests that uh, Tyrion should kill Cersei, um, and that really had me thinking because you know one of the theories around Shay is did was she hired by by Tywin, right? Because we see her in his bedchamber before she dies, yeah, um, and then she's at she's just conveniently at the camp when Tyrion shows up. Uh, you know what's she doing there? Um. And so that had me thinking, and I was like, you know, because I've always felt like this, like Tywin is 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 offering Tyrion a test. Don't take that whore to court, and he does. Um, you know, he specifically says that. So it's almost like is she gathering information on Tyrion for Tywin? Mm-hmm. Um, because I definitely don't. Because Tywin would not want Cersei killed at all. I don't. I don't think so at all he's he, regardless of how he whether he likes her or not it's it's pretty obvious that if he thinks Tyrion is valuable um just because of his name as a targaryen then obviously cersei you know you're gonna marry whoever i say you're gonna marry is way more valuable whether he likes her or not so um so that had me thinking for a second and i was like hmm you know is that a test like if if, she, if Tyrion were to say yes, let's do it and start to conspire as a ways to kill to kill Cersei, would Shay be like sending ravens to Tywin? You know, immediately. That's really that's 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 actually really interesting. Um, it, it, it's a way to kind of yeah, that's the closest informant you you can you can get. Uh, she she then re, re, you know lets Tywin know what his son has been up to because he wants to see if that weakness still exists and maybe he's still you know. Uh, prepping Tyrion for greater leadership roles or what? This, this is a big trial for him. This is a big moment for him to step up for his family. And yeah, if, if he's going to let a situation like this um, kind of impact his judgment and be something that holds him back, Tywin wants to see if that's there and would maybe try to work that out and point it out to him and say, you know, see, there you go again. I don't know. I mean, it... it Maybe that was where he was going long term or whatever, uh, and then the whole Joffrey thing just throws everything off. I don't know. That, unless that... he know, unless he see. I mean, because the only thing you know in the show, Elena Tyrell says, "Hey, you know, I want Cersei to know it was me." But that doesn't mean that Tywin in the books isn't part of it or knows it's happening or just lets it happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I still, I still think it. Me, me. I just don't think he. I don't know. I don't think he. I think we we would have heard. I think in the books, some of that would have been. We would have known. I think we would have known. I don't know. Think about when we find out. Think about when we find out in the show. I mean, it's season seven, which we're not. We're not even there in the, in the books. I mean, that's all. That's all unwritten. Well, I just mean from Ty. Like, like you know, we find out about um, Tyrell, right? And and Olena's involvement. But I just mean like Tywin's gone. You know, so right. How do we ever get that? If we were going to get that knowledge in the books that he did know and was involved in it, where does that information know. come to it us could, from? It could come. It could say come in a Cersei chapter in which Cersei finds out. I mean, Cersei's at a moment right now where things are pretty dark and gloomy, and uh, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, it could be. It could also. It could be one. I mean, Tommen is still alive, but if if Tommen does kill himself like he does in the show, and then she also finds out that. It was Tywin who Tywin was involved in wanting to murder Joffrey, and so she, you know, maybe that's the whole. No, it's my time. I'm gonna do this myself. I mean, there could be another thing that helps push her towards yeah. potential. It mad, would just mad queen. if that yeah, if that were true, it would just have it would have to be someone who knew about it. You know what I mean? It oh right, be, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, I just don't know. Yeah, I and I, I more so think that I look at what he does to help Tyrion, and I go, okay, if he did that much to help. Tyrion and to protect the Lannister name and goes to war and all that kind of stuff that I, I kind of feel like he wouldn't do it. But I get what you're saying, though, is is that it would. Um, yeah, it could be all part of some some plan that he has to really set them up for long term, like a controllable. He wants he wants to have someone who he can groom, set up you know, correctly. I mean, Tommen's definitely a much better choice. And I think he would, you know, it 
I don't know. It's just, that's, that's tough. That's <laughs> tough to kind of think through. But either way, I, I don't know. That, that's an interesting thought, though, on Tywin and Shay, you know, and whether or not um, how she was involved. Who is it uh, that, oh, is it Sorella Sand that they say she's up to her, like her game or whatever? Um, yeah. Well, not Sorella. Well, maybe, no, it, it, well, maybe it is. Yeah. Um, who they kind of say is, is up to, um, mm, he leaves her be, yeah, to take the sand snakes and to go, but yeah, she's outside of Dorne. We don't really know. That's where people kind of go back to, is she the Sphinx, um, Alaris, all that kind of stuff. But Sorella is someone who I, I've always kind of thought, who is that person, um, that Dorne Martell has not been able to acquire? Is Shay someone who's possibly... You know, she uses a word in this chapter that and she uses a couple every once in a while. She'll she'll use words that are very sophisticated, mm-hmm. you know, one word or whatever. And it's super it's it's a word that's not that commoners wouldn't use. And you go, OK, so where did she come from? You know, is she born of nobility? Have, like no idea. Um, She's a yeah. she, <sighs> she should almost serve as maybe maybe the telling the telling sign that because I think Shay is. Shay might be the example of a lot of characters that are still alive that were like, oh, man, I hope we get more of these. And just Gurr is never going to give it to us because he wants it to be a mystery. Like maybe Mance and Corn Halfhand and Arthur, you know, Izzy Arthur Dane, all these things. Because Shay is somebody who we see her whole arc and we, you know, we don't know. And she might, she might honestly be the, the a, a character most like that. Um, I mean, there's other characters who we, who, you know, I don't, there's no, there's not enough, there's no real mystery around, but we see their arc, like say a Gret, right? We, a Gret comes in, she serves her purpose to be John's love. Um, and then she dies, but Shay is different because there's, there's mystery around her. Where did she come from? You mean is, she, you know, because, and then she's got ties with Tywin and it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. Unless maybe her purpose is ultimately, um, as sort of a, character driver for Tyrion to show that Tyrion needs to be less trustworthy of people and which probably is the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, interested to get more people's thoughts on that. I don't, I don't really have any, I'd have to go do a little bit more. Again, I always say this, but always have to do some, some more research on it and, and see, I think we've done it though. And I don't really know that. I yeah. There's not have, a lot. There, have, I mean, there's, uh, yeah, there's theories. There's definitely theories. Cause again, then she ends up in Tywin's bed chamber and what's the deal there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yep. Could just be parallels to Taisha, right? You know, kind of a kind of a thing. So, um, okay. Well, the other, so the other big kind of thing here, once you get past once we're once you get past Shay, is Varys' story, right? And this is one that is heavily theorized on. Um, uh, basically, the voice that Varys hears, right, when he is cut. There's a blue flame, and there's a voice that's 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 spoken. He doesn't understand, and he's hated magic ever since. So you know, what's that voice? Where does it come from? People have theorized all kinds of things. Uh, you know, it, it is coming from a flame, but keep in mind that the flame is blue, so that's uh, definitely interesting. Um, there, people have said, obviously, our our favorite go tos like Blood Raven. People have said Bran. People have said the Great Other. Uh, you know, as I mean, what are what are what are, what are your kind of thoughts on, on on this scene? Well, I I think it's um, so. Some people have even questioned, you know, is Varys telling the truth? And I think yes. Uh, the reason I say yes in this chapter is because of the long pauses. Uh, his first pause is just, I mean, he has two really long pauses where he really weighs and considers whether he um, should or shouldn't say something. And and uh, Tyrion even notices that his voice changes almost as if it was something that wasn't this playful, like I'm the spider moving pieces. It was sort of a recalling, almost like a more, uh, y- you know, he reluctantly goes back to this memory and that makes it seem like it's legit. Like he's, he, this really is the, this is how it, what the, how it happened. It's not some, you know, I mean, cause it's pretty, it's a pretty, crazy story. I mean, that magic was involved and there was a reason for it and all this. He's not just, um, you know, any eunuch who, who, you know, came from 
Essos. Uh, so yeah, magic is involved, and it's why he hates he hates magic users, which I which I kind of get. Um, I just keep wondering since what we saw in the show is we see a man in a box and we see Varys sort of get some revenge in in some way. Is that actually gonna? Are we gonna figure out who that person was? You know, or yeah. is or whatever. I mean, are we going to figure out who who did that to him? And also, there's two things, right? Who is the sorcerer? What group um, is he is he with? And then also, I'm guessing Relore, right? I don't know. Um, and then also, what was who was speaking? It wasn't anything that he could understand. Which I mean, people have mentioned, Brand. They think it's Brand coming back. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, Brand doesn't typically, you know, speak back through through fire like that. That's not. Uh, so what, you know, who 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 could it be? Who is right. speaking? Yeah, to the that only sorcerer? other. Yeah, the only other thing I think about is um, the show, uh, and this could happen in the books. I think it's actually probably likely that it will. Um, remember in the show, Kinvara, that's the other red priestess we see for like an episode. Um, <laughs> a, um, you know, she speaks to Varys and she whispers like something in his ear, and he's pretty frightened by it. I mean, he's pretty. He's or wait, uh, hold on a second. Am I misremembering something? What is that? Melisandre who says something to him. I think Kinvaris says something to Varys. Let me verify that before I in the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember. I, I, think it I... Is, I think it is Kinvara. Yeah. Well, either way, yeah, the reaction is pretty, you know, stunning. But I don't know. To me, overall, the, this whole thing is that he doesn't trust magic users and interestingly Tyrion points out that dragons are you know real and they did come back like a magical creature uh we can see their their skeletons and so on and supposedly Daenerys has <laughs> dragons so um I don't know and then, then you then you throw on the whole idea that he's supporting possibly Tar Targaryens and wanting to bring them back uh why, why would that why, why would that be if he's very anti- magic um you know so yeah okay i just i pull i pulled i pulled okay i pulled up i pulled up the the scene so what it is is kinvara is meeting this is season six so this is obviously beyond the books um kinvara meets with Tyrion and varus um and she is talking to varus and varus is talking about how he thinks magic's a joke um and kinvara says to him um, do you remember when you were like a young boy and uh, a voice spoke to you through the flames and Varys is like pretty freaked out. Uh, he's, if you look at his face, he's pretty freaked out. And she says, should I tell you the name of who spoke? Uh, and that's kind of all that's said. Okay. So in yeah. the show, I think it's, you know, then she says we serve the same queen. So is she saying it's something evil or is she saying it's R'hllor? I mean, I think if she's trying to do it to, to scare him, she wouldn't be saying it's R'hllor because they're trying to say R'hllor is, like, saving us. So maybe it's the other. Yeah, I just don't know. So it could be any, you know, the other thing is how did the other, um, how did another red priest or priestess know what was said? You know, right. were they just how talking? How did they know to anything each? was said? Yeah, exactly. Did they talk to that sorcerer? Like, why is it that... Like, what was so special about that? Did you just have to open up, like, it was something was communicated to that sorcerer who then told somebody else? I mean, as far as that sorcerer knew, if the story is true, you're just going to send this this boy out and he's going to go die. You tell him to go die. Varys says that in, st in, in spite of that, I decided to live. Like, Varys doesn't seem to be anything special. It's just that this sorcerer needed to make a communication really quickly and needed to do some blood uh, magic ritual to communicate with other uh, sorcerers or some other god or whoever it might might be so why would they even know i mean it seems to be kind of a, a great secret unless it is that sorcerer who sees him and knows it was him you know what i mean mm -hmm. that all that all that stuff in the show just seems i don't know that stuff i i don't think they right toss it out yeah, I don't, I don't think they knew where that where george is going with all of that because none of it comes to any conclusion or really bears any fruit uh one way or the other you know it just doesn't seem to to matter at all well know? i don't know kinvara says the dragons will purify non-believers by the thousands burning 
uh, their flesh and sins away. Well, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's, uh, just maybe not the way they thought. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's something. So, like, why does Varys then, because in the show, right. he totally does support uh, Daenerys Targaryen. I know. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, and so, again, this is we're talking about some stuff that happens in the show, assuming it's going to go down similar uh, in 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 the books, Kinvara may not. She's not a character at all in 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 the books. But that's not to say that she won't be, or that she won't be filling the role of another red priestess. Maybe there will be a competing red priest, red priestess, right? Because um, they're they're challenging, and they're Varys is the whole reason she I think brings up Varys. What happens to Varys in this chapter when he's explaining the story is because they're telling her about Stannis and how, well, we already saw what happened with another red priest who said Stannis Baratheon was the savior and he was defeated at the battle of Blackwater, which we're, we're coming up to. And so she goes on telling her, uh, t- telling her story. So, um, I mean, I do think that, that people do know about what happened to Varys. I do believe there's, there's gotta be somebody out there. Um, and I do think we will find out about, who spoke to him because it's i it's a it's a for that to happen it's you know it's it's interesting unless why would you like i guess i guess in this chapter why would you say that there uh there was a voice that that spoke out to you and frightened you 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 know i mean you could just say i mean you could just say i was i'm scared of magic because of well i was just castrated i think that's a reason enough to not like to not like magic maybe it's just a madman who thinks he's doing something but there was also something you know, it's like in this scene, Varys is talking about being castrated, and it seems like he's more afraid of the voice that spoke to him mm-hmm. than the event that happened to him. I mean, that's about he as I mean, that. that's about as painful as you can get. And then then it's it's the it's the voice that spoke out to you that you didn't understand, and it's a blue flame, and that yeah. is that is the is the bigger kind of thing that's happening. And it gives a, him more this, nightmares. Yeah, in this mm-hmm. scene, I mean, that's wow. What's I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, and so yeah, here's the thing. I, there's some something weird with with blood magic going on, which is that you took a young boy. And, and you know, an innocent young boy, and you did this terrible, cool thing. Does it give you some greater contact to an actual god, or does it? What? What? It does it open up some portal to, to who? What? I mean, it seems like by doing that, then you open some way, you, you create some communication or whatever. You know, uh, people who say it's Bran, I don't think it's Bran. I don't think Bran is in there. You know, talking no. through flames and stuff like that. Um, it's the counter to Bran or the counter to Blood Raven, whatever that might be who is talking to this person, but I really just think it sets up, we understand more about Varys being a person who is anti-magic and who is more into secrets and uh, and, and knowledge and information and, and how do you pass that along, and he does seem very hell-bent on destroying Stannis and taking Stannis down if he can, because the whole thing is, is there a shadow binder? Is there a red priestess who, they don't say that directly, but they say these are two mysterious deaths that have benefited Stannis. It appears as if magic is being used. And Varys is like, I don't, I mean, he, I believe him in this chapter when he says, I am against that. And he's also trying to prove himself to Tyrion a little bit by saying, I am with you. You can trust my counsel. Um, because at the beginning of this, he starts to kind of doubt whether or not the spider has you know, why didn't the spider hear about certain, certain things, certain events or whatever. And, you know, he's kind of, kind of coming back to maybe prove himself a little bit. I don't know. Um, yeah. Let us know guys. I want to, yeah. you know, I mean, what, I mean, what, what do you think is, is the thing that, that, that speaks to Varys? It's actually, you know, it's something we haven't really talked about a lot about in like Ravens and stuff like that, but it's a cool, it's a really cool theory to, um, to, to get through. So, Okay, as let's move on over to send a raven. Got a wow, a big one here. Um, this is from Lady Shannon, um, and this is kind of an episode breakdown of how she thinks it's 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 gonna go here. So, good sirs, I hope you are having. I hope you're both having a happy and safe holiday season. 
after listening to the most recent episode of the podcast, um, which was John 5 of Clash of Kings, I decided to research and write out my predictions of how the first season of House of the Dragon could play out. I've broken it into episodes with a summary and a timeline from the histories. Um, episode, so as we'll just maybe go back, back and forth here. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, episode one, she says, uh, Rhaenyra is a child. Ama Aaron is, is dead. Viserys marries Alice at Hightower. We see the influence of Otto Hightower and the early relationship between Alicent and Rhaenyra, uh, and Damon's antics. Alicent gets pregnant and delivers a boy. Then two more children. Conflict between her and Rhaenyra is established as Viserys refuses to name Prince Aegon as his heir, and we learn about the Council of 101. So that's actually kind of a time jump she has here, which is about 106 to about 110, um, is yeah. I, think, I, think, I think what she's doing there. So Yeah, and then continuing with episode one, um, yeah, exactly. It was, like you said, 106, Viserys marries Alicent, and then it's going to cover from 106 to 110 prince amen uh is born so mm -hmm. that's a lot that that's a lot to kind of uh yeah to, to cover in that first episode but it does get us a little bit of the 101 uh council and it gets us into allison's marriage because you and i were talking about emma aaron and whether or not we would even see her you know what i mean how are we gonna how are we gonna see that this is his second marriage and where does rhaenyra come from that's important to establish so i'm glad that's in there for episode one uh, episode two, jump ahead to 111 AC at the tourney for the king and queen's fifth wedding anniversary. Alicent wears green and Rhaenyra wears black. Uh, there are discussions about Rhaenyra's marriage and who she should marry. Alicent and Viserys have very different ideas. She ends up marrying Laenor Valerion. Uh, Rhaenyra has three sons and Alicent has one more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so episode two will kind of um, again, wow, uh, some time jump, some time jumping here. Um, episode episode two will have us uh, turning at King's Landing um, down to about Joffrey Valerion is born. So that, so there's some of those some of those kids are born. Mm -hmm. So um, episode three uh, fight uh, uh, fighting. Um, between Alicent, oh, is she saying this is actually supposed to be seasons? No, episode three through eight. Oh, episode three through eight. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so episode three through eight, fighting between Alicent and Rhaenyra's children, including Aemond losing an eye. Rumors spread about the legitimacy of the Valerian children. Uh, the fire at Harrenhal and the death of Laenor Valerian. Rhaenyra and Damon's relationship and subsequent secret marriage. The births of their sons continued conflict between the ch uh, children as they're forced to spend time together. So um, three through eight is going to in include things like Prince Aemon loses an eye, fire, pretty much all that stuff, all the way down to Prince Aegon is born, which is Rhaenyra, uh, Rhaenyra and Damon together, and Prince uh, Viserys is born. Yeah, so again, it looks like... Um... And that's all in episodes three through eight. So you're going to kind of take your time with seeing this fight between the, the children, uh, Harwin Strong, like their kind of rise to power and then their their fall, maybe Lenor Valerion dying or, or being, you know, having someone, whether it's Damon hiring, hiring someone right to go have him killed. So that opens up Rhaenyra so that way she can be secretly wed to, to Damon. So all of this uh, so far up through episode eight, as, as I read what uh, she has here, King Viserys is the king. He's the king. Mm -hmm. um, and it's all about his children uh, and his grandchildren growing up. Rhaenyra and his wife kind of that early on establishing the greens and the blacks and looking at some of this conflict that happens between them. So that, that'll lead us all the way up through episode eight. And then in episode nine, uh, the series is seriously injured, but survives and holds a feast. Uh, conflicts continue. He dies two years later at the end of the episode. And then episode nine will kind of um, cover another two years. Essentially, the series cuts his hand on the Iron Throne <laughs> and only survived after losing two, two fingers, uh, all the way down to Viserys dying in 129 AC. And then right. I'll let you finish this out with episode 10 here. Right. And well, and the thing I like about him, him dying in episode nine is 
season one of Game of Thrones, episode nine is where Ned Stark uh, is is killed, right? So that's kind of that. It, it, throughout the throughout the seasons, episode nine was always kind of like the episode of like, oh, when you know, big big kind of stuff happened. Um, episode ten, uh, the last events before the war begins. Alicent stacking the small council and Aegon um, crowned, having Aegon crowned before announcing the king's death. Uh, Rhaenyra finding out and um, and being crowned on Dragonstone. So episode ten covers one twenty nine. The Greens hide the king's death. Keep his body in the room for seven days. Prince Aegon is crowned, right, uh, by uh, Sir Criston Cole. Prince Visenya is born, stillborn. Um, Princess Rhaenyra is crowned uh, Rhaenyra one, And then Sir Stephen Darklyn of the Kingsguard flees to Dragonstone with the crown of Viserys the One and supporters. Season two and beyond would follow the timeline for the Dance of Dragons from Fire and Blood. Uh, of course, this is only a guess, and the showrunners could easily take a different route. This just seems like a good way to get in a lot of the important information before the war actually began. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on these predictions. Lady Shannon of the North. So, yes, thanks for... Thank you for setting that. Wow, you know, that, one of the things I said there, I was like, hold on a second, is this, um, are we talking seasons here? <laughs> because there's actually a lot of stuff that happens. Um, it's just the time jumping that is like, uh, how are and, and how are they going to cover that in the show is really the yeah. thing. Because it it's a large period of time, but we don't have a lot of information um, because it's such an outline. So is that going to be stuff that happens in between the seasons? Or are we going to see some big time jumps um, are they going to explain these time jumps? You know, how's that going to work? Yeah, and I, I haven't really thought, I mean, I haven't really written it down, but when I think about the time jumps and I think about what you do is, to me, you almost jump in there with a character that, or uh, a group of characters that are more mature. We don't really see, like, a young Rhaenyra and then grow her, but maybe we use dialogue. We use her dialogue talking about her mother or talking about her uncle or her father talking about... Uh, Damon and possibly Allison Hightower or whatever. But when the characters refer to and talk about past grievances, that might show us they don't have to flash back necessarily, but just kind of getting on one another or, or ridiculing one another for something that they did in the past might be a way to kind of help with some of that because otherwise it is a lot of ground to cover um, and trying to figure out where you start with King Viserys and do you show, I mean got to show him as the king, the established king. Um, but that happens in 101 AC. You might not be able to see that. You might not be able to see that. And unless, yeah, unless they just, unless they just toss the timeline out the window and they just say, look, it's going to happen in this order, but we're not going to say, we're not going to, like, it's not going to be like, well, a year from now this happens, like you said. And then a year from now this happens. It's just going to be events. They're going to happen. And we're going to tell it in a way that works for television um, which I think is still fine, and you just don't say, well, like because this happens over the span of ten years in the books, we have to have it happen over the span of ten years. I mean, I think, I think, you, I think you could just say there's a great story to tell here. We're just gonna tell it, um, and because ultimately this isn't necessarily canon with the books. This is canon with, I'm assuming, Game of Thrones. And in Game of Thrones, we just heard there was a Dance of Dragons, so we don't have to, we don't have to adhere to to the book. This year, this year, this year, this year, we can just say this is the whole story. We're going to tell it. And again, yeah. even in the books, this story is totally subject to uh, question because it's a mushroom and a maester telling it, and that, and you know, and even the even they even they question the validity of it. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's uh, this is kind of a, a cool thought experiment, though. You know, if you have to sit there and if I say, you know, okay, Sir Matt, you are in charge. You know, you get to, you get to decide what do we actually do. That is what I want maybe our listeners to do and to think about because this was kind of fun to. It's hard to do. It's hard to actually sit down and say this is what I think you should do. And because as soon as you do that, there's all sorts of holes and problems and and stuff. It's it takes a team of writers and people who have really you know really good at adapting things like this. And uh, thankfully, they do just have an outline. But uh, you don't want to confuse people, and you want to get people uh, emotionally connected and invested in certain characters, and take them on this roller coaster ride. You'll have people who will gravitate towards Alicent, and some gravitating towards uh, Rhaenyra, and then watching Viserys be kind of caught in between. And then who's Damon? I mean, it's going to be, you know, that's what we want, right? We we want to have people who uh, support one side or the other, and and make us kind of like and or hate both sides. It's 
it's what Game of Thrones, you know, uh, was was good at. So right, and there will be, and keep in mind, there will be characters that are exclusive to the show. Um, you know, I mean, just uh, oh, I always blank on her name. Who's the uh, who's the whore in um, Game of Thrones, like seasons one through three? Rose. Um, that, is it Rose? Yeah, where she's not she's not a character at all in the books, but they use her to tell to tell stories going going forward. So um, same thing, you know, she you could have somebody like that who is just a, a show character. So there'll be a lot of those and stuff like that to get this to get this story progressed progressed further. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I think I mean as we learn more, it's 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 going to be great. So all right, guys, with that, we want to thank you. For playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 45, Catelyn 6 of A Clash of Kings. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming. <laughs>